welcome to Mastering the Mind podcast episode 8. How are you doing all? Yeah, I'm uh, all good. What about you? Yeah, yeah. We've got an important game today Yeah. Um, against Leicester. Uh, it's it's, it's going to start in an hour, so uh, we're both pretty nervous for that. Um, yeah, lineups have just been announced and uh, we're starting a bit of a week inside and uh, hopefully we do the job though, man. I won't mind winning the FA Cup. And uh, you had work this week, didn't you? Yeah, uh, soft yeah. work. Well, it's been coming in thick and fast now, and uh, yeah, just trying to find the balance. Now spring's here, like loads of people want their gardens doing and stuff, and uh, yeah, it's been a difficult, difficult week there. Like everything seems to be going wrong with the kit, and like had to order a new strimmer, which was like five hundred pound, and like oh, but like I'm balancing it with uni. It's, it is a challenge, but like I'm trying to look at it from like a positive perspective. So like. If ever I'm going through like a hardship like in my life, I just find uh, like when I come out the other end, because I will come out the other end inevitably, um, like I, f- I feel like I'm a stronger person at the end of it. So I don't necessarily look at it all negative, like, oh, why is this happening to me? Like you just got to crack on and um, and just get through it. Practice what you preach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, it must be so frustrating for in the gardening business you know when your equipment is not there or it's not working it's it's what you need it's your hands isn't it in a sense yeah. and uh, if it's if it's not working then yeah you can't really do much but, uh, but yeah okay weather check weather check yeah i mean first day of spring it was today so um yeah the sun's out went for a run this morning uh, it was nice to get out to be fair and have the sunshine there so what about you uh here it's very gray uh, but I did go out to play some basketball. I got a new basketball this weekend. Uh, thanks to you for introducing me to the sport. Um, but yeah, had a few th- shots and stuff. So yeah, it was good. How did, how did they go? Yeah, it was good. I sunk a couple of threes. But okay. do you know what I don't like is that I touched the rim or the backboard when I uh, when I shoot. Okay. And it's so satisfying when it just goes in straight in. And then like the pros do. Yeah, exactly. Are you uh, any good at layups? I find that so difficult. They make it look so easy and it's so difficult. To be fair, not too bad. Um, I've taken a couple of videos just to like see how, <laughs> just to see how it looks. But uh, I'll send them to you. But I, I think I'm okay on them. But um, the dribbling, tutorials. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> on tap, on tap. The dribbling is so hard. Like, like just getting the control of the ball when you're bouncing it is is quite difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on from that, like obviously we've uh, we handed in our first couple of assignments uh, this week. Uh, I had an exam, John didn't. Luckily, uh, how did you feel it went? <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a tough one. It was about um, research methods, so it was like qualitative. We had to like uh, critically discuss whether like qualitative research was scientific. So a lot of philosophies and yeah, a lot of reading, which was quite tough. But but yeah, I could never do what you did. Stats yeah. isn't for me, mate. Yeah, I had to do like a qu- uh, quantitative exam. So um, I chose quant and John chose qual. Uh, and yeah, I just had to do an exam uh, interpreting SPSS output. And uh, yeah, some of the questions, was, it was definitely more difficult than the last exam, I'll tell you that. But uh, we also worked on an assignment together. So we had to do like a, a poster like presentation and um, we had to highlight a study uh, and we chose uh, Academy Footballers. Um, and the effects it has when when they're released uh and hopefully that went really well but yeah. we was quite ahead on that one so it was a nice poster as well so fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah. but um 
but we had our first uh, guest uh, last week, yeah, uh, which was Seb. So thank you very much, Seb, for for coming on. Uh, yeah. It was definitely like a learning experience for us, wasn't it? Because uh, yeah, it changed it the dynamic so much having that one person uh, added to the call. Uh, but yeah, it's just a learning experience. And, uh, I think. I think be, yeah. yeah, I think when uh, when when you're listening to it, like just bear with us, like it's so difficult on zoom obviously being in lockdown it's so hard to interact with the guest and, and, and jump in because you, there's no cues um like you would have in real life for when we're going to jump in um it, it's it just like you interrupt him and it's like oh like you're speaking now like and you'll find that he was speaking for prolonged periods but like it was just so difficult to jump in because i didn't want to interrupt him and be rude um but he, he definitely had some uh good points and and yeah uh yeah, you just have to go and listen to it to be fair. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, we'll definitely get some more guests on. Um but uh but yeah, and we've also uh recently written our goals for the year. Uh yeah. so we, we, we pulled out an uh a word sheet and bullet pointed out our goals for the year uh, with regards to the podcast and what milestones we hope to achieve. So hopefully we we I'll be so happy if we do. Um, yeah, so, so everyone listening, make sure you follow us on all social media accounts. We're even on TikTok. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, like, comment, share with your friends. Um, it would be greatly appreciated. Or else it'll be your fault. <laughs> we're not. We're not reaching the goals now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we really appreciate the support we're getting so far, and uh, yeah, we're just super excited to to continue with it. So, um, so yeah. And to today's topic. Yep. So today uh, we're going to talk about self control. So self-control is quite an uncommon topic in sports psychology, uh, we found anyways. Um, we had a module uh, which was about motivation and that topic kind of popped up in it. Um, but before that, I had never seen any blogs or any podcasts kind of talk about talking about this topic. So yeah. um, when I was researching it, like we did struggle to find like blogs, videos and, and podcasts, but this, it didn't only pop up in um, motivation module, but it also popped up in the clinical uh, module. Um, so this can be applied across like all contexts. Um, self-control is important, not only in clinical populations, but also athletes, day-to-day life people. So it's definitely an interesting podcast topic we're going to cover. So stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. But yeah, it, mu- it must be weird, like self-control. Like, what is it? You must be wondering, what is it? But don't worry, we'll explain everything um, and go through it bit by bit. So um, so we think the best way to kind of start, obviously, is to, to define what self-control is. So yeah. self-control is defined as the capacity to resist a temptation that is in conflict with the desired long-term goal in order to protect this valued goal. Yeah. So, yeah. So a perfect example to like illustrate this is like uh, in pursuit cycling. So, so where the cyclist's long-term goal is to resist the temptation uh, or the urge to slow down or relieve the pain. So, so maybe when they're in a competition, like they're feeling in their legs when, when they're pedaling so hard, like trying to catch up or, or cycle away from the other team. And usually elite sports, especially at that level, like the minor mistakes or, or small lapses of concentration, it can be the difference between coming first and second. So self-control is so crucial. Um, so for athletes to develop that skill it's needed um, to enhance their mental strength and their ability to like override the urge to to relieve the pain and continue to persist um, so overall like being just being as resilient as possible yeah for sure like I can imagine those cyclists like the pain they must have in their legs oh. like uh, like pushing those pedals as hard as possible for as long as possible like as yeah it must be so difficult so 
for those types of sports, like especially endurance sports, we will come on to see later. Um, Self control is so so important, mate. At that level as well, like I struggle in spin classes, <laughs> let alone bloody uh, like Olympic level um, cycling. So, but this could also be applied to like everyday people. So, like uh, self control to like resist impulses to go back to sleep like every morning, um, or eat like fattening or, or forbidden food, um, or just to like game instead of work. Um, we sometimes experience that one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. It might feel good like immediately to you. Um, and it, it might be easier, but it does carry long-term costs um, and it violates the rules and guideline of proper behavior or it stops yep. you from achieving your long-term goals. Yeah, for sure. And there's different scenarios where self-control kind of comes in uh, into sport and, and in people's everyday lives uh, that will come on to see. I know you have really, really good examples prepared. So, uh, And I think a lot of people can, uh, can resonate with... Uh, with uh yeah your examples but um yes just to kind of give you a bit more information about self-control um so it's also known as self-regulation willpower and effortful control um so yeah it just uh so self-control kind of also plays a, a role in people's ability to control and override their personal thoughts emotions and urges and behaviors uh, and it can also play a role in people's adherence to morals, laws, social norms, uh, and like you said, other rules and regulations uh, in sports. Yeah, so obviously it's like um, we've explained that it's very important for, for endurance sports. Um, that's what a lot of the literature is based around uh, in self-control. But like we said, it's also important for, for everyday life people, um, especially mm. when like trying to lose weight. That's a, that's a huge one, I feel. Mm. And like, I'm going to come back onto this point, but like, it's in endurance sports is so like why why is it important for endurance sports like why is it so prominent and the reason is because like in those types of sport like your body produces a lot of lactic acid uh and it can cause major discomfort to your muscles and to your body so like we said the ability to override it is so important because at pro level especially this like it could be one sec if you if you resist the temptation to abandon or to stop one second more than the other team that could be the difference between a medal and not a medal or a bronze or a gold yeah um, or silver yeah 100% and like the so the natural instinct for like the human body is to is to reduce that discomfort in mm. in our bodies so for them to push past that and have the ability of self control is so important but Evidence has also shown that a person who has good levels of self-control is more likely to have um, healthier interpersonal relationships, uh, better mental health, uh, effective coping skills, um, and less susceptibility of, of things like substance abuse, so alcohol, drugs, um, and also eating disorders. Um, and yeah. abilities in self-control can vary from, from individual to individual, so meaning that some people are better at self-control naturally. Um, whereas some people are better dependent on the situation they're in, so also known as state self-control. Yeah, I know. I think in my family, um, we kind of have a, a a tendency to to like be bad at like self-control. Like I feel like we're we're also greedy. Like when it comes to food, for example, like I can't resist like unhealthy snacks like during the day. I have to have one. I can't. Yeah. I can't not go. I can't. Like if there's a cookie or a biscuit in the cupboard, no, this is the worst. When my mom goes shopping, 
I have this urge to finish everything like as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't. I can't uh, wait to not finish the packet. Like yeah. I don't know. It's just so good. Like if it's there, I'm gonna eat it all. And that's like an example of uh, like a trait self like trait self control is that it can run in a family or you know. And oh mate, I'm hundred percent the same. Like. Uh, so Annabelle, my girlfriend, like she, um, she'll buy, buy like a treat for herself and, and she'll be like, right, I'm going to work now. Don't eat it all. And like when she comes back, like she'll have like one left and it's like, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll, uh, I'll run to the shop and get you some more. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah I, I think, I think in relationships, like food is kind of, uh, it's kind of important. Like yeah. myself and, and my partner, we always have like this funny, like, not not arguments but jokes about uh our snacks and stuff like it's i think it's quite important isn't it for, for us but, um but for, not only for food like i feel like when because obviously we game quite a bit during the evenings um like i sometimes i find it hard to know when to stop because i'm enjoying myself so much and i'm like okay i'll have one more game okay okay i have one more game and it really annoys me because um like after a gaming session, I'm just so pumped up. Like the adrenaline is still <laughs> in my body. So for me to get to bed is it takes so much. Like it, it takes so much time. Like for me to just kind of wind down. And I just tell myself, if I was able to just say stop at that moment, I could have gone to bed so much earlier. Yeah. And that was actually one of my uh, goals for the year is to try and get a, a proper sleeping schedule. But yeah, it doesn't seem to be going very well. So. Uh, Especially because you're an hour ahead of us when like we're playing, like o- automatically you're like going to bed an hour later than all of us. So <laughs> like know. you're shafting me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so you, you talk about that. But another one in terms of like uh, performance, so, like when I'm exercising, I find um, whenever I'm doing cardio. Uh, there's like a constant mental battle going on in my head like and I'm overcoming so many demons like I think everyone sort of does that when when they're exercising so like everyone like I see on Instagram like people break down the amount of time they're doing cardio so it's like right I do 30 minutes of running then you're like right so I've got 25 minutes left which is like uh, five minutes five times so all I've got to do is just get through five minutes five times like let's just do it <laughs> but um, yeah when you get to that last last couple of minutes like it's like oh my god come uh, on <laughs> so difficult I that's why I hate endurance sports like I think it's actually because of my self-control abilities like I, they're not as good as um as certain people i don't know how people run for an hour an hour is huge i can do 20 minutes quick bang 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 okay that's fine and like like have a good session but an hour just keep i don't know how people do it and i respect people that do i suppose it like if if you do love it like i feel like if we were doing this in football maybe our self-control in football to like track back and stuff is it would be higher because we enjoy it um but this is quite a new topic for us, so maybe we'll try some of the strategies, what, what, what we're going to mention, and hopefully um, it will have a better effect on our, our running ability and uh, we'll be able to persist for longer. Mm, for sure. But, um, yeah, I think it may be also, like, yeah, like you said, like sport, de- sport dependent, so, like, sport-specific. Yeah. If, if it's obviously not your preferred sport, then your self-control abilities may be a bit um, weaker if it was your um, preferred sport. But... Um, yeah but yeah i just yeah 
running is just something else. So, uh, yeah, self-control can be applied to any athletic scenario um, in which an immediate temptation is contrasted with like a, a distal goal. So, for example, uh, mistraining for a party will require self-control to maintain pursuit of the distal goal of successful athletic performance. This yeah. this come up in a, a recent um, like an NBA college player come out saying like, or um, he's not going to prom because like why would he party? He just wants to um, he wants to make it to the league, and w- w- that is showing like high levels of self control. But it's also like maybe about enjoying yourself. I'm not sure whether I agree, but I'm just saying that that's an example of like good self control. Like he's so determined to reach his his high distal goal. Um, mm. Yeah, credit to him. I don't know if this is related, but. I can't when when that was that point was kind of mentioned that I thought of like Jack Greedish and when he didn't respect the like lockdown rules or something yeah. at some point like that kind of it might not be totally related but I feel like he he's like long long because obviously when you're in lockdown your goals kind of fade I yeah. think because they probably weren't playing and yeah. no, like training you know what I mean so the, the the goal was so far you could they couldn't. They couldn't have it, and they obviously their goal was to play and continue the league and get a good uh, get a good end of the season. For them, it was probably staying up, wasn't it? It was. Uh, I think during the time when he, he broke the lockdown rules, we uh, the Premier League had been cancelled, so maybe that uh, the goal of winning games, etc., wasn't even present. And he's just like, right, um, let's not stick to the lockdown rules and uh, and break them. And like, yeah, yeah, I, I can totally. I, in a sense, as a human being, I can totally get that. But yeah, it's just not ideal if you're a high-profile player like that to to kind of break Are the you, rules. But you breaking lockdown like, rules, then? Yeah, is that you? Uh, <laughs> I'm no. not going to comment on that. No, I'm not. Guys, stay safe. Wash your hands. Uh, keep two meter distance. We're nearly <laughs> out of it. We're nearly out of it. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so. We'll move on to something called the desired goal conflict. So, so why do we have this like urge to abandon our self-control or give up when things get tough? Um, well, there's actually a psychological explanation to, to this, which researchers have tried to illustrate, um, which we'll share with you now. So self-control is actually dictated by something called the desire goal conflict. This is the difference between the strength of the desire and the strength of the higher order goal. Uh, so for some athletes, pursuing a gold medal in an Olympic final would be a stronger higher, higher order goal compared to like merely obtaining um, useful performance data in training. Um, however, when the cost of maintaining performance is sufficiently greater to override the benefits of persisting, maximal exertion like abandoned. Um, so for me, um, I find I have this desired goal conflict. Now I'll just share with you a couple of examples. So I've been trying to lose weight for a while now and that desired goal conflict between eating like some chocolate, like say if we've got chocolate in the cupboards, I, I don't even mind walking to the shop for the thing. Like when I have that urge to eat or, or like a sweet tooth after dinner, I've, I, it's a daily struggle for me to, to um, have self-control and, and withstand that, especially towards the end of the day. So we're going to go on to talk about that, about how um, self-control may be uh, higher during the mornings and, and, it will start to deplete, but yeah. we'll go into that in more more detail. So, just to interrupt there. So, your desire is obviously losing weight. No, no. My higher order goal is to lose weight. Yeah, your hot. Yeah, my desire is to eat not some chocolate yeah. after dinner. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Yeah, yeah. It was a really nice point actually that you you kind of illustrated that. I think a lot of people can resonate. I I definitely feel like maybe not in the same scenario, but like I can't think of an example right now, but yeah, I think it happens quite a lot. Um, 
hundred percent. Yeah, uh, but also like uh, when I'm exercising, like my desire to get myself out of that comfortable, uncomfortable state, like like we said before, that would be my desire, and uh, to just get off the treadmill. But it's in, in conflict with me wanting to become fitter and a, and a faster player on the football pitch. Um, so it's just about c- can I win that desire goal conflict um, and, and overcome that that desire. Um, and to do that, there are, there are two stages of successful self-control. So the first is identifying this goal-desire conflict. And that activates something called the behavioral inhibition system. It's basically just, it identifies the conflict and the scenario that you're in. So that would be for me identifying that I need something sweet uh, after my dinner. Um, and I've identified that. And the second is how I respond to the conflict. So I'll modify my behaviors to counteract this temptation. So I'll resolve the conflict and, and use the experience to inform future protective behavior. So maybe uh, in the future, like I'll have something in the cupboards which could um, cure my sweet tooth after a dinner, but it won't necessarily affect my long-term goal. So I have these things called like fiber one bars, they're like 84 cow brownies, which are like, it cures my sweet tooth and it's low calories. So it's in line with my higher order goal. Um, but there's like cognitive or behavioral strategies, um, which can be used to, to help this, which will be explained later on uh, towards the end of the podcast. Does that, does that work? The, the, tr- the cure of, uh, of having something healthier, but it's sweet enough to kind of satisfy your sweet tooth like after dinner. Does it help really? No, yeah, no. Yeah. You can start to get sick, like sick of them. Like, obviously, it's not as nice as like a, a dairy milk or something along those lines. But um, if I'm like in a routine and, and, and I'm on it, on it um, then yeah, it, it does do it. To be fair, and, and we do enjoy them. But we have to have like when we do our weekly food shop, we have like three boxes that we we uh, we get. <laughs> yeah, like I feel I'm asking you that because I'm I want to try and do that. Like replace. Uh, I used to have digestive so much, like with the tea, cup yeah. of tea after after dinner, and I couldn't see myself uh, eating anything else but that. Like for me, especially like you like especially in certain scenarios. Like for example, if I had uh, if I was like watching a video, uh, a, a YouTube stream, or, or something like that. Like I had I associated like eating digestives with yeah, we were talking about that yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. that activity, and that's so weird. Um, no. That's hundred percent a thing. Yes, yeah. But it's like what what I said about um, how you respond to it. So it's that. Um, so you you'll identify that that keeps happening. So that's it. I'm I'm saying that's a daily struggle for me. Mm. But I'm using that experience and me identifying it, and then putting in future protective behaviour. So so that's me buying like these locale brownies because I know tomorrow that I'm not going to have that conflict because I've got that to substitute. We like we're talking about diet a lot, um, but if you are as performers and, and coaches or whoever's listening, if you identify that desired goal conflict and then maybe have like a substitute for when it happens, so we'll go on to a strategy called if then plans uh, or commitment binds, but we'll talk about that later on. Um, so there's different scenarios of self-control failure, uh, which are important for you to identify. Um, and it will allow us as psychologists or yourself to, to intervene correctly. So there's four different um, self-control failures. It's not just self-control. Like, it's not you just failed at self-control. There's four different ways. Um, and buyers like identifying that we can intervene correctly. Um, it all stems from this thing called the taxonomy of failure. And these are either conflict-based failures or control effort-based failures. Um, so the first one is uh, control motivation based failures, which is something I definitely resonate with. 
So it's when people hold specific beliefs about how to balance these desires and high order goals. Uh, so when these beliefs offer too much leeway um, for motivational driven interpretations, then motivated reasoning may result in a self-controlled failure. So for example, say if a dieter, so me, uh, who lapses in self-control by eating some chocolate may think like, oh, what the hell, like dieting's done for the day. And, and then it'll carry on indulging um, and eating un unhealthy foods. And it will sort of like carry on like a snowball effect. Or people also rationalize like indulgence. So they try and justify to themselves why it's okay to, to indulge and maybe downplay the risks of, of this desire enactment. Uh, I don't know whether like that ever happens to you. So funny. Like <laughs> I was discussing before the podcast, like when you, it's like when I eat unhealthy food, it's like, oh, okay, I'll just, it doesn't matter. Like diet starts one day or something like that. It's like yeah, you, yeah. Ration, you rationalize yourself to, to whatever you're doing is okay it's like it's kind of like comforting yourself yourself um, yeah mate i've been having like at the end of every week um it's like oh diet starts monday i'll have one last blowout and that's like me trying to justify to myself like a takeaway at the weekend it's like come on man like and and this week i just started on like a saturday like there's no perfect time to start just just start mm. that'd be my advice it's typical. It's like diet starts one day. Every week diet starts one day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this also could be for like athletes. So like they'll work hard during like their, their day's workouts and, and they try to justify that it's okay to like have a takeaway or a dessert because they've burned that many calories during the day that it's not going to affect them too much. But realistically in the long term, it doesn't align with their align with their goal of winning that tournament. And if you think about it, is the competition doing that um, that they're competing against? Probably not. So you've got you've got to stay on and keep self controlled. Yeah, stay on track. Yeah. The next one's um, control capacity based failures. So you don't need to know too much of the terminology. Just if you resonate, just drop it down in the comments. So the next one's control capacity based failures, uh, which is something I also resonate with. It's when uh, we assume there's limits on our on our control capacitor. Um, so it's attributed to like both trait level and state level. So. Evidence has shown that people are predisposed to a trait ability to use self-control. So some naturally have higher self-control, whilst others naturally have less. But it's also for, for states, so what situation you're in. Uh, it may hinder people's control capacity because of prior heavy usage, uh, stress and workload, uh, alcohol use or sleep deprivation. Like I know for me, especially in state, I really struggle with like my diet and exercise, especially when I'm sleep deprived. Like or I'm stressed and I have a heavy workload, like, you know, like during like assignment periods at the end of it, we're so run down because we haven't really focused too much on our health. We're just like so focused on having a, a good grade, but that's me not focusing on my other higher order goal, which is losing weight, maintaining health. And that was a goal for me this year um, to focus on my health during these tough periods. Um, yeah. Find yeah. that balance between the two. So have a like, focus on the on the work but also focus on your health but, but yeah I've, I've found it quite difficult to be honest like there's days where I don't really go out and get enough fresh air and I feel like it's just stuff that happens in life like sometimes you can't really control that um it, it'd be it'd be an ideal world if we could have that type of balance but sometimes you do have to kind of sacrifice that tiny yeah. bit as long as you're not doing it over the top where it's like you're you're uh like you're you're not attending to your health for like a long duration of time. Yeah, it, it's that, that classic thing. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's like everything in moderation. A hundred percent. Yeah. 
for sure if you're doing it yeah and but what what an issue can be also is that it can become a habit yeah so, and i've i think i've kind of had that so i sometimes i find it hard to kind of understand when to, to stop working um whether it's for myself like building us you know like this podcast yeah. um what we're trying to achieve and or, or if it's something else like completely unrelated like I, I feel like i need to to be better which is which is obviously self-control i need to be better at kind of knowing when to stop yeah like we like yeah 100% like and that also goes for like athletes so what your point aligns with like what I'm going to talk about for athletes so they could have a very intense and like heavy work her workload like training regime and it results in them having to use like lots of self-control to perform at this high level which will inevitably like run out due to heavy usage of self-control um, which is like termed ego depletion uh, which we'll come on to um, and a heavy workload. So therefore yep. causing them to like slack off on workouts, maybe um, join their evening sessions or, or even miss them completely just because they're so, they're so tired. Yeah. So in the sense, it's kind of like the, uh, the intention is good, but it can result into a negative consequence like that. So we know you want to get them workouts and we know you want to be the best, but you need that time to rest and yeah. to not burn out because actually burnout in, in sport is quite popular and right now there's a there's like a kind of burnout culture so everyone praises like grinding yeah um everyone praises okay like put the hours in and then you'll get the results but it's not always the case and i feel that's kind of worrying because sometimes it can have a negative effect like we said it's not yeah. need that time 100 so. percent. and like we're gonna have to cover that topic in a, in a future episode like burnout because um it is definitely a problem in loads of different sports um and also in like for us like burnout we we definitely experience that so so yeah uh moving on to the third um self-control failure which is desire-based failures so this is when like the desire is so strong it may blind someone of their higher order goal and it's com like completely forgotten causing them to enact the desire so i know for me this happens when i'm working a lot and i'm fully focused on the task and now I'll, I'll just go to like convenience food so like, especially during like heavy assignment um periods like frozen food um like unhealthy like snacks and stuff like just to just for me to eat so I can carry on. Like I haven't got time to be making like healthy snacks, but it's so wrong. Like I should allocate time like, on a Sunday to meal prep. Like it's no excuse. Um, so it's just about like trying to limit, limit that. And, and for athletes, this could involve like a very intense biking session um, where you're like pushed to your limits and lactic, lactic acids build in and your desire to get off it the bike is just and to relieve the pain is so high you completely forget about your higher order goal which is to to win the olympics like just because it's just training you're like oh like, i just need to get off this bike this is hurting too much but you're forgetting that if you push past that you're building your threshold and you'll have more chance of winning the olympics in the future mm. yeah i remember that that video that the lecturer showed us of like do you remember that it was like the rowers? I think it was uh, England rowing team. Like, oh like yeah, nineties yeah. or something. Crazy, like, yeah. It, they would they would literally go on. It's like until they collapsed. Like it's it's crazy. And like, their self control was. Yeah. There was one guy who sort of went in it like strategically, and I think he ended up doing more because his self control was 
um, not try and like, they wanted to beat the other people. So that was like their desire. But for, to have self-control in that scenario, it was to like keep going strategically, know that your plan is, is, is going to work out. And the guy who had the plan eventually didn't collapse like the other guys did. And he carried on and went further. So yeah. And he, I think he smashed the, the record. I think they were all going for a specific record. Um, I don't know if it was a, a biggest distance in the smallest amount of time or something like that. But, but yeah, he was more strategic and he managed to stay on. But it was really impressive actually to see how people uh, can, how how much your body can actually do. Yeah, and it's actually the brain that decides yeah. what what you can do. And these guys physically they couldn't stand anymore. They needed people to lift them off the the machine because they couldn't. They were yeah. stuck. Like the, the body just couldn't handle it. It was it was crazy. If we can find that video, we'll um, put it in a, a link in the description um, on our YouTube channel so you can check it out and sort sort of know what like we're going on about. Because I know it's hard without a, a visual representation, but but yeah, yeah, I've made note of it. Perfect. The uh, the final ones. Um, a higher order uh, goal-based failures. So this is when you completely forget. So it's sort of similar to the last one I just said. So it's when you completely fail to remember your higher order goals uh, during a self-control episode. Uh, in this case, it's like, it's not the desire that's consuming you. It's it's just that the higher order goal isn't there. So similar to like what, what we talked about with Jack, Jack Grealish and that um, he didn't have that goal of, of winning games and keeping Aston Villa up because the Premier League had been cancelled, causing him to just, go and do his desire which was going out and partying during lockdown um but this also happens when people are drunk or operating at low levels of control yeah for sure it must be must be so difficult for especially like not only footballers but for all athletes um during that time period i don't think a lot of people realized how how brutal it was that like everything got cancelled like their whole routine kind of changed and I think, in a sense, they kind of needed that buzz from somewhere else. So potentially yeah. for him, I don't know if that's the case, but he kind of needed that buzz, or I don't know, by by partying. But yeah, I do feel for for those athletes. But um, yeah, it's because yeah. like everyone else, like sort of like carried on working from home. Um, some people didn't, but yeah, I mean. Uh, there maybe would have been a reason, right? I'm not justifying like going out and breaking lockdown rules, but there's definitely an explanation as to why uh, maybe that people disregarded when, when it come out in the news. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're not at all saying that. Yeah. Do not break the rules, please. But yeah, we're, we're kind of like psychologists. So we're interested in the, the kind of like mental processes that kind of lead that to that behavior. But, but yeah, once again, wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're laughing about this true issue. Like, yeah. Wash your hands, keep distance, put your mask on, do everything that. But, um, but yeah. So moving on. Um, so researchers actually suggested that our self-control abilities can be depleted uh, over time. Um, so this term is called ego depletion, but we'll just forget about that because it's just a complicated term. But um, but they they compared self-control as to being like a muscle. So the more you use it, the more fatigued it will be uh, and the less like power it has uh, over you. So an experiment was actually conducted to kind of suggest this idea. So there are two groups of people. They firstly both performed uh, the hand grip test, which is basically a, a sort of device that measures how long and how hard you can uh, squeeze the grip. Um, and so one group was 
so they both did it and then one group went off to watch like a distressing uh, video and i think it was like someone throwing up or something something quite gory which actually needed their self-control abilities to because they were told you have to watch it but any other other person would be like oh no i'm not watching that like yeah, yeah. but they had to use their self-control to 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 watch it and then they everyone the two groups performed the uh hand grip test again and obviously the group that watched the video performed worse so this kind of implies um that this uh, their self-control abilities got depleted by watching that video basically um but yeah, there's evidence around this kind of idea of ego depletion and self-control being depleted is kind of vague, I believe. I don't yeah. think uh, research has actually kind of uh, like confirmed it at 100%, but it's an idea. And I, I really like that idea, to be fair. And, and, and I can resonate it with it because from a personal perspective, I know, for example, I can work better in the mornings rather than in the evenings. Yeah. Evening. So like... The, the whole whatever happened during that day has uh depleted my self-control because obviously there's like small t- small moments where you have to use your self-control yeah so, so yeah i don't know about you 100 percent. like uh, like i was saying earlier so like during the morning like i'll get my exercise in i'll um, get loads of work done and then like we always say like when we get to around like four o'clock five o'clock like we're, we're so fried and then i have dinner and then it'll be like oh like I completely f- just forget and like my, my self-control has gone out the window and, and even though I've exercised, I've done all these good things, I've drank my water, I'll have like this, like a piece of chocolate or, or something along those lines. And it's like all that work that I've just put in, just gone down the pan and like, it is frustrating, but yeah, it's like, it's already your body can't handle it. It's just the willpower. It's really the willingness and the motivation to actually do these activities that kind of reduces over time yeah so i remember our lecturer saying so guys if you have any like important things to do just do it in the morning like if you need to go for that 5k run just do it in the morning because you're more likely to actually go and do it you have more willpower and yeah to just go and do it because don't put it off just do it instantly Uh, an an example of that is um so jeff bezos done a um an interview and he was saying that he schedules his most important meetings for um, 10 a.m. Uh, to like 10 to 12 because he knows if he tries to do them later on in the day, like he's just not going to be as, um, pr- like his processing in his head is just not going to be as optimal. Um, so, so he does all his stuff that he needs to do in the morning. So, and he gets up like uh, a lot of like entrepreneurs get up at such an early time to get those tedious tasks done, done earlier. Yeah. I- I really, really like the idea of uh, ego depletion, but unfortunately, it hasn't really um, like research hasn't been like it's been criticised quite a lot, hasn't it? Yeah, there's um, a lot of limitations to to the studies that have been done. So, so research needs to be conducted in this area to like sort of just confirm it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, in the research, they kind of uh, talked about a uh, like a source of this um, ego depletion. So. So, uh, studies kind of suggested that glucose was responsible for for our willpower uh, being either high or low um and i know it's not so related to what we're going to talk about what, what we've talked about previously but i find that really interesting to kind of is there actually a resource can we actually improve it yeah like if if i eat a, if i drink an energy drink am i am i is, is that going to restore my uh 
like self-control abilities yeah. but yeah um no i definitely yeah like i i maybe without even this research like i've sort of like tried to do this myself so i know during assignments like i've become reliant on uh these bad boys <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, it's a podcast necessitator um but but yeah like join i'll like work all the way up till like we said four or five and then i'll have like a white monster and maybe some carbs and it's like maybe i'm good to go again this hasn't been proven in the research but i'm just saying like this sort of works for me and it helps yeah. me work during the night as well as in the morning so so yeah like obviously some research has suggested this but they also said like they don't advise consuming large uh quantities of sugar uh, and in, t- in order to improve your self-control abilities yeah. obviously like don't go over the top like i'm not endorsing drinking white monsters but, uh, <laughs> but monster sponsor me <laughs> yeah yeah you just want that sponsor you just want the sponsor yeah how convenient you had it <laughs> no i'm joking uh, but um but yeah it was it was it was really interesting to to kind of um read the read about that but um but yeah once again research is inconclusive and they can't they can't um conclude to, to what this source is they found some other evidence uh i think it was the um, like uh receptors in uh, what is it called again is it adenosine receptors in the central nervous system they said that that might yeah. play a role but i'm not sure I, i'm not sure yeah i think i, I don't remember like but, i said uh, like more research needs to be conducted on this yeah. and for them to actually confirm whether whether it's true or not but but this is just what's been suggested in the literature yeah, don't say cold words for it. Just yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just, just an interesting, interesting point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are various strategies that researchers have kind of suggested, uh, which people, such as athletes or day-to-day people, that they can kind of use to avoid their self-control abilities from depleting. So the first one was to avoid, uh, like, kind of difficult cognitive cognitive tasks before performance. So they suggested that coaches and staff should avoid uh, making players do these difficult cognitive tasks um, before trainings, before matches, before competitions, because this can, like taking the idea of ego depletion, this can um, like use up your uh, self-control abilities. Mm. And I can totally get that, um, like, before before a game, like if if you're just relaxed, if you're don't do it, don't do anything too challenging. That's gonna break make your brain function like hard. Like don't do sudokus, don't be like doing any of that stuff. Like, but yeah, yeah. It's sort of like like a point that I was gonna bring up earlier about how I, this is just a suggestion of of my thought as you was talking is um how training camps like when you're training for things like the olympics maybe boxing matches i'm going to use boxing as an example just because i'm quite quite familiar with it the training starts to taper off maybe a week or or, or 10 days before the competition and um, maybe to um replenish your self-control ability um so during the fight you'll be able to push for longer and, and maybe push past barriers that you maybe if you was training hard all the way up till till the fight um you may not have been able to do um so you're optimizing not only your mental performance but also your physical performance by by tapering off yeah for sure and and this is obviously important because as we kind of mentioned before in the episode that um if there's this uh, depletion in in self-control this can lead to poor performance because obviously they will have less willpower to kind of push through the pain uh during their performance so 
this this obviously these are like ideas i don't i, I don't believe they are 100 confirmed also but yeah it's just again what's interesting to, to kind of talk about but um but i was going to also just briefly before we look at the other ones our lecturer kind of talked about um an intervention he conducted at leicester city football club uh, because back at like at their youth academy uh back in the day they were struggling um with not conceding within the first 15 minutes of, the, of a match uh so he kind of identified and observed what they were kind of doing before the lead up to that game and he noted down loads of uh specific examples and one of them uh was potentially having an overload of information so basically coaches um were like during the pre-game talks they were providing players with too much information um too many um not strategies what's the word instructions yeah. too many instructions before the game which may have kind of depleted their, their self-control abilities this is just an idea this is my idea i'm not saying he he confirmed this but this may be potentially this is, this is just the way like you've perceived what he told yeah, us exactly um so yeah i just thought it was a nice point to kind of bring up yeah um, so, like the next strategy is, um, I just want to like say the importance of rest for, for, for self control. So, research has shown that depletion and self control can can just be elevated by by simple rest. Um, simple as that. Uh, the next ones are uh, relaxation techniques. So, engaging in relaxation techniques such as mindfulness meditation or autogenic training. Uh, once having performed a self-control task have shown to um, be valuable approaches to attend to a uh, self-control reductions so such techniques can lead to a quicker regeneration of this like exhausted muscle that is self-control um, so mindfulness actually enhances behavior regulation uh, psychological health and interpersonal relationships and it also allows people to like connect with their mistakes and shortcomings uh, thus granting them like ability to attend and, and resolve these like sort of goal conflicts that, that proceed self-control which is definitely something like I'm probably going to try um, when I have like these self-control um, episodes where I'm struggling, <laughs> struggling to like have self-control maybe uh, doing this like mindfulness meditation thing where I sort of like try and identify where it went wrong and, and how I could put in like a plan um, to, to stop that in the future uh, the fourth one is uh, manipulation of uh, perceived autonomy. So uh, manipulating the levels of, of your perceived autonomy while um, working on an initial self-control task um, helps avoid self-control depletion. So yep. the aim for, is for like, individuals to feel high levels of autonomy and it's their decision to work on this self-control task, uh, resulting in them being less reluctant to, to uh, adverse side uh, impulses. So, yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but... Like we, we talked about this in sort of the, the motivation podcast about how like I don't necessarily like getting bossed around and if someone tells me to do like a tedious task, I'm less likely to do it. But if it's if I've got if I'm choosing myself to do it, then um yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely go through with doing it. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think it, it does kind of link to self control because obviously self control links to motivation. So yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um but so the last strategy was commitment binds. So this is, uh, so commitment binds require individuals to create a specific intention to go forth with, the, with this intention. And people can use different techniques. So if I was to go to the gym, I know I hate the gym uh, because I'm so inconsistent with it. Um, so I'd want someone there with me. So I'd bring Ollie on 
and bringing Oli on that kind of um makes me really, like not responsible but um what's the word um you know what i'm trying to yeah, say I know what you're saying. accountable uh, accountable, yeah, accountable, makes, accountable. Yeah, it makes me account accountable so not turning up would obviously be horrible for all so having yeah. that commitment bind will increase uh, my self-control yeah um, i don't know if you have any specific examples no yeah i, I really love this strategy and it's something that i employ so I, I sort of refer to these not rather than like commitment but I sort of like call it if then plans so um, it requires like an individual to create like these specific uh, intentions and to precisely state when they're going to execute this intention so um, let, let's just say like you're coming home from work at half five it's like you say at the start of the day when I'm coming home from work I will go to the gym or um, after this session like I'm going to eat a healthy meal rather than like skipping over to McDonald's like by you saying that, research has shown that it's going to improve self-control and you're more likely to follow through with it. Yeah. Um, Wait, there was yeah. another one. It was like placing bets. Not placing bets, but like making bets. <laughs> 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 Just go down William Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Bet friend, let's go. Um, no, it's like... Um, <laughs> being- Oh, I can't no, It's uh, having, having like a bet with a, yeah, with a friend. Yeah, with a friend. Yeah, yeah. that you're actually going to... Just a friendly yeah. bet, yeah. yeah I, I do bet. that with my dad and, and friends all the time, like with weight loss bets. So, yeah, yeah. It, it does do it for a little bit, but like I said, like we promote always uh, intrinsic motivation. But... Intrinsic motivation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but after yeah. concluding all those strategies, I think this is a, it's a good time to wrap up. Um, yeah, so, so we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, we discussed what self-control is, uh, the ways in which uh, people can fail at self-control and how to identify that. Uh, studies suggest that self-control abilities can can deplete over time. However, more research needs to be conducted in this field. And uh, so, researchers, um, make sure you do that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Calling out the researchers. <laughs> you need to get it researched. Um, <laughs> and, uh, also, um, there's lots of strategies to like help improve self-control uh, and avoid it depleting. Uh, so if you could please uh, share this with your friends um, or someone you feel will benefit from it uh, and most importantly uh, like subscribe and comment down below any questions you had on the topic and uh, we'll answer them in the bonus episode uh, on our YouTube channel when we play Rocket League or comment down below any topics you'd like us to cover in the future that you think uh, would would help you personally whether you're an athlete coach or or even day to day Uh, so thanks for listening and as always guys I always (laughs) rate Ollie's outro because United's playing so yeah. Quick. <laughs> no. Eight minutes till kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks so much. Yeah. Bye-bye. Wait.